Canadian, one is an American, and we serve you cutting-edge mental health knowledge. I'm Dr. Ryan Howes, a clinical psychologist from Pasadena, California. And I'm Dr. Brooke Lewis, a registered clinical counselor from Coquitlam, which is in Canada. And I'm Joanna Boyd, a psychotherapist from, yeah, Coquitlam as well. I'm Chris Boyd, psychotherapist from Port Moody. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another week on the podcast. And I hope everyone's doing well. I know that you're... I know you're doing well. We were just chatting beforehand. Yes. We were talking about interesting therapy stories. Uh, you know, in in the film, the movie Prime came up about a therapist who sees someone who is dating, unbeknownst to her, dating her daughter, her son, her son, her son. unbeknownst dating her son. A bunch of hilarious hijinks ensue. Yeah. <laughs> or awkward conversations awkward conversations uh, sure yeah yeah and just talking about kind of the inevitability you know wherever we are there are going to be some overlaps sometimes even in big really? cities sometimes there are overlaps people who know people that sort of thing it's the therapist's yeah. job to maintain confidentiality and to be professional but uh sometimes just out of the blue we find that it's a very small world and people know people right absolutely yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's a so great, great little summary of our pre-podcast conversation. Pretty, yeah, <laughs> we had some ethical conversation as well, dual relationships and conflict of interest and disclosure of those. And yeah, we did. Yes, and Hawaii. And then Hawaii. <laughs> we talked about Hawaii uh, because some people are planning a trip there, and we're not sure if that's even possible with the state of COVID and. 2021. We will see. Mm -hmm. um, on another note, I thought it's been a while since we've done some plugging. So I wanted to spend just a second plugging because we have people, new, new listeners from all around the globe. I thought I would let them know that we're more than just a fascinating podcast. We, uh, we also have some other things that we do, like the Mental Health Boot Camp. Yes, there's an actual boot camp. It is a boot camp. It's a 25-day online program where you learn things, you do things, you write things, things that are going to help you improve your mental health, mental well-being, and self-awareness, right? And uh, and you just need to just Google mental health boot camp, and you'll find it, and you'll see that it's a very low price for a 25-day program. Yes, and you're not locked out after the 25 days. Right. Um, you can take so your you can, take your time. You can take yeah. your time if it takes you longer, but we did structure it for if you did every day for 25 days and you would probably get the most benefit from that. But if you need to take longer, you can. True. And you can also try it for like five days. And if it's not your thing, that's okay. We'll give you your money back. Just email us and Chris himself will email you back. I will actually log in to PayPal and press the reverse button. That's, good That's the kind of customer service we have. Chris will do it himself. In fact, if you wanted to do one of these days of the program, one every year for the next 25 years, you could do that. Yeah. There's no time limit. There's no time limit. What a gem. 
Great. A pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. That's right. Um, I also would plug. like, that's a, that's a nice plug. I also want to plug something else. We have a couple other things that we do. Um, there's a book here called The Ugly Christmas Sweater Rebellion, written by our own Chris Boyd and co-author Jordan Birch. This is a great book for the holidays. As we're starting to, even though it's still September, we're kind of sliding into the holiday season. <laughs> and if you're on YouTube, you can see Joe and I both holding up our copies of the book. Yeah. Ugly Christmas Sweater Rebellion. Great book for the whole family. It's uh, it's a you know it's written as a it's like a children's picture book. You know, yeah, a great heartwarming message. Chris, do you have anything to add? No, I appreciate the uh, the plug. We're going to add some resources, free resources to the website too. You can download and uh, some re reflection questions for the kids and a design your own sweater coloring page. Nice, oh, that's awesome. I was trying to finalize that right now. And this is to, to the website for your book, which is uglychristmassweaterbook.com, right? True. Well, I guess since we're plugging things, we might as well plug this other great resource. I don't have the book in front of me. It's called Mental Health Journal for Men. Creative oh, this. Practices <laughs> and exercises of bolster. By our very own Dr. Ryan Housed. Yes. Creative prompts, practices, and exercises to bolster, bolster wellness by Ryan Howes. This is, uh, this is my little journaling book. It's actually, it's a book, but you write in it. It gives you some things to think about and to write about. There are also little other exercises. You can draw some things and make little charts and stuff like that. So the whole idea is to just, for, for men, but really a lot of women have read it too. And they're like, this is fine. It doesn't need to be for men. I would kind of agree. Um, but it's just stuff to kind of become a little more aware of who you are and what you're all about. So. Mental Health Journal for Men. Uh, both of these books can be found on Amazon.com, I believe. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, for sure. Ryan, your book is uh, it's actually quite entertaining as well. Like a lot of the prompts uses a, a good dose of humor. I try to make it a little entertaining. Engaging, and but based on a lot of great research. And yeah, it's good. Thanks. It's good stuff. I'm just yeah. on uh, the Amazon page. 321 ratings. It's pretty darn close to a five. That's right. 2.7 out of five. That's awesome. That's rocking. Yeah. It's 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 been out for about a year and it's doing doing well and uh, and I've, I've got some good feedback on it, so I'm I'm happy about the book. I, my thought is that uh, when I wrote this book, I thought it might be good for guys who uh, maybe have never been to therapy before and maybe they're just kind of curious about this whole mental health thing, but they're not really ready to take the plunge into therapy, but, uh, you know, wouldn't mind spending a few minutes a day kind of looking at themselves. So this is, this is kind of a, maybe a, a entry entree into the world of mental health. So give it a look. So there's our plugs. That's our commercial time. Joanna and I need to write some books. I, know. I was like, this is a plant I grew. I know. I was like, <laughs> my dogs are amazing, so sleeping. Yeah. Like, well, look, the four of us all made the boot camp see, together. That too. Like, it took us a long time. We made that boot camp. And your input is definitely essential in the mental health boot camp itself. So you guys have written quite a bit. Hooray. Hooray.
So shall we move on to our, our topic of the evening? Let's do it. So Let's Chris didn't it. realize it was him until uh, about 6.12 this evening. Okay. All right. So <laughs> it's true. True story. Chris, well, I just saw you earlier. I could have reminded you. Had to scroll through our 56 or 57 podcasts just to make sure <laughs> wasn't uh, doubling up on something. That's right. You want me to send it down to you? Yes. Ambush us, Chris. Okay. Here comes the ambush. Ambush means Chris only knows the topic. The three of us do not. So we'll be shocked by it. Shocked. Just like we often are in therapy sessions. We don't know what's going to happen. And here it comes. Okay. You guys ready for this? Ready. Ready. Okay. Vaccines have been a hot topic as of late, creating division, discord, and distress. Division, discord, and distress. The three Ds. Ds. Creating division, discord, and distress within our relationships and communities. How have you handled vaccine hesitancy with your clients and within your personal lives? Boom. Boom. What are you talking about? I haven't encountered it at all. No. It is a huge topic right now. It comes it up constantly. So I think, you know, since this is the Mental Health Bootcamp podcast, we should probably delve into a hot topic um, issue. Hey, Chris, can we just have toxic masculinity part two? Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> back sure to that topic. Want me to send down another topic? We can do that too. No, Happiness? I think this is a good topic. Thank you, Brooke. This is a good topic, that. Chris. This is. It's timely. It's uh, topical. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, uh, I think it's an important conversation to have. Uh, it could just not, not just be vaccine hesitancy, but how to have conversations with someone who does not share your same opinion on, a vac- on vaccines, on vaccinations in general, right? Like, we're assuming like yeah yeah whether like you're for them or not exactly exactly so you might be someone who has chosen not to get a vaccine so perhaps some of the things we talk about would also help you talk to someone who has had their vaccine and uh what of that course. conversation might look like right absolutely well, i mean if you want to if you want to get even more you know, bold here, then that, this could go to any number of things, right? Like clients who have a different political view or yeah. um, people who have some some sort of beliefs about, gosh, I don't know, science or uh, evolution or whatever that might be that is, uh, that's different. How do you, how do you talk with people and, uh, and kind of keep the peace uh, without being false and, uh, you know, or, or, betraying your own beliefs right yeah yeah just yeah. in general how to have those hard discussions for sure i've realized um, i'm sure you have as well that there's so much fear out there whether you're really for vaccines or against vaccines often what's driving that is fear um, of the consequences of getting it or not getting it right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. so what is that what do you what do you think about that chris like if there's what what would what what does fear contribute to a conversation or a uh, uh, you know an interaction between people? How does that 
I think it can intensify the conversation pretty quickly. I think um, people can get kind of polarized or black and white in terms of their thinking. Um, yeah, they get, can create a lot of strain between family members and friends and colleagues. It's a, for, for some, I won't say for all, but other, but I've noticed it for those who are really, really for it, uh, maybe out of fear of a family member getting sick or the um, pandemic continuing on, or those who are against it for lots of different reasons as well. Um, that, yeah, it can be very intensified very quickly. That is true. That is true. So I, I like that, Chris, right. With their, when fear is involved, then we get into, uh, you know, the, the, the tensions run high people, you know, fear is a, is a, is a self-focused thing. A lot of times we're not thinking about other, other, everyone around us necessarily. We're thinking about, oh my gosh, you know, it's the, it's the survival brain kind of comes in, right? Mm -hmm. Self-preservation. and Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're thinking I'm under threat and I need to protect myself. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. people on, I guess, on both sides of that, that debate are, if they're in a place of fear, you know, they're thinking about protecting themselves. One is I'm thinking, protect myself from the virus. One is, um, or yeah, one is protect myself from the virus. Others, I'm protecting myself from the vaccine and whatever they believe might be uh, uh, harmful within the vaccine, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it creates a us versus them mentality. Um, it's yeah. hard too with the language around it, um, just with the vaccine and thoughts about that. Um, the whole term or this has been popping up, the term has been popping up and some different thoughts around it, but um, calling the fourth wave, the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Mm. And while that's a very, I don't know, Ryan, if they're using that term. And I haven't heard that term down here. Yeah, that's what they're referring to it, the fourth wave right now, the Delta variant and everything going on. They're calling that the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Mm. Um, which is actually potentially causing more of a division, right? Because it's more finger pointing saying, see this wave, it's because of you. Yeah. Um, and, it, yeah. and kind of increasing aggression and fear for safety. So the, the vaccinated folks are then like, why aren't you doing, why aren't you getting the vaccine to protect the rest of us and to prep me and my family and you need to do this. It's, um, yeah, yeah, straining the yeah, straining the healthcare system and and so on and so forth. Yeah, the clients I do have who have not gotten vaccinations, um, I would say they're more vaccine hesitant hesitant versus anti vaxxers yes. I think there's a bit of a difference there. I agree. Um, but they feel like pariahs. Yeah, and they feel that they're definitely being judged constantly for their views. Right. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. They're definitely not picking. About... Yeah. I was going to say, maybe we should talk about that difference, though. Vaccine hesitant versus anti-vax. Um, just, just a little bit. So maybe people have more terminology or they have another option of language to use. I don't know if those are common terms everywhere. So for you, Chris, what would be vaccine hesitant versus anti-vax? I think vaccine hesitant has to do with more of this COVID-19 vaccination. So maybe not against all the vaccinations, for instance, the polio vaccination or, or maybe um, various other ones that we've had. 
uh, as children, but it's more of how this one's been rolled out and maybe some fears about some beliefs in terms of the process, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe they're not completely closed off from getting a vaccine. They're still, their minds, their minds are still open a bit. Um, they may still get it kind of swaying, but maybe leaning in the direction of not getting it. Right. Wait, wait, wait to see, wait, to, yeah, till, yeah, they just want to wait mm -hmm. and kind of see how things roll out. So there's not a hard no, uh, yeah. but there's definitely hesitation. Yeah. Yeah. So then anti-vax, I don't, I don't know. What my, what my take on it is it's definitely a little more black and white with them against all vaccinations, have some really strong beliefs in terms of the harm of them. Um, sometimes you even see some conspiracy th um, theories popping up here and there, but a little more of uh, an intensive perspective or extreme perspective when it comes to vaccinations. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. Yeah. And that's being more generalized mm -hmm. um, versus vaccine hesitant. Often I agree the clients or people I run into are more, it's more specific to this vaccine and yeah. how it's, being rolled out. I'll just add a little U.S. nuance to that a little bit to say that the anti-vax, I think, um, I'm sure that's been around for a long, long time, but I know that uh, the, the, the more relatively recent wave has been about people who sort of equated some vaccinations in children to uh, autism and um, felt like there was, you know, there's something in these vaccinations um, for, for young children Pre, way pre-pandemic that uh, uh, the, the, uh, the big pharma companies that are developing this and, and all the chemicals that are used and all of this stuff is not to be trusted and, and could cause damage and they're not really sure what that damage might be. So a lot of people were saying, look, let's go the very natural route and let's not do any vaccinations at all and you know see my kids are fine, all that kind of stuff. But even pre-pandemic that also resulted in measles outbreaks and things that were problematic for for people and, and school systems and that sort of thing when um, you'd start mixing people who are totally anti-vax with uh, people who had been vaccinated. And then uh, the vaccine hesitancy here certainly has to do with people who are not clear about uh, or not sure what what's in this vaccine, what's it going to do to me, but but then at least here in the States, there's this added layer of kind of suspicion of the government and uh, what are they trying to do and how, how why are they pushing this? Um, how did it, this get approved so quickly when other vaccinations take years and other things that, that make people just question, you know, does, does this vaccine, are the people who developed the vaccine, does the government have my best interest in mind or are they trying to do something oppressive to us? Mm -hmm. And so I would agree that come up here too. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we get we get all get a bit of that. Um, and I going back to your initial thesis, Chris, that uh, yeah, fear has a lot to do with fear has a big role here, doesn't it? Yeah, and also just the access of um, a lot of information out there these days. And uh, I think based on how the algorithms work, the more you read, the more they feed you that information. So there's a lot of uh, info, it's just tough to decipher. And so I think just the, the reality is we're facing challenges today that maybe we didn't face 20 years ago or so when it comes to social media and just the internet, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So 
so that's, I guess, defining our, our terms a little bit here. But uh, to get to your question, Chris, uh, division, discord, and distress within our relationships and communities. I really love the alliteration there. It's perfect. Uh, how have you handled vaccine hesitancy with your clients and in your personal lives? So. Oh, I just cut them out. I'm totally oh, yeah. joking. I don't do that. No. <laughs> yeah, sure. We're in a, a unique position as therapists because we're trained not to share our uh, pers perspectives, personal perspectives on lots of different topics, right? So like politics, for instance, whatever it might be. This is a unique one, though, because it's a bit of a health-related concern, right? But, uh, you know, just initially, i um, working with clients who are vaccine-hesitant, again, um, the commonality is there's a lot of fear there and, and, uh, yeah, just hear them out. You know, they usually, they want, um, as I, I mentioned earlier, they feel like pariahs, they feel that they're being judged and, and they, they feel justified in terms of their perspective and they want a space or place to, to talk about that. Right. Um, so yeah, I think the first thing I would, I do is just, just kind of listen and I don't have to say, I agree with what they're saying per se, right? But I definitely agree that this is a source of stress for them. And this must be very difficult and challenging for them, right? So this, this brings up a really interesting point about therapy here, Chris, right? Um, which is that oftentimes people think of therapy as, as more like a, a Dear Abby. Did you guys have Dear Abby up there? Mm-hmm. Um, where someone, you know, someone comes to therapy with a question and they would like an answer, right? So, and then the therapist, like the assumption there is that the therapist gives an answer, you know, should I get vaccinated or not? And then the therapist might say, yes, you should get vaccinated and here's why, or no, and here's why. Um, that kind of advice column idea of therapy, a lot of people hold, hold on to. Uh, I think it was kind of perpetuated by some folks like Dr. Phil, who kind of has a, a quick and easy answer for, for, for people. And, but, yeah. but in reality, what people find and what we've been trained as therapists, is it's not our job to give a people, give the people a fish. It's to teach people how to fish. You know, it, it's not our job to, to just tell people how to live their lives. Cause all that does is foster a dependency on us. And then they need us in order to make their decisions and, you know, tell them how to live their lives from now on. Um, our job as therapists is to actually help people come to that conclusion on their own or to make their own decisions in their life and to sort through their own feelings and their own opinions and kind of what there that comes from. And um, so instead of just saying, should I break up with my boyfriend or not? You know, and the therapist says, yes, you should break up with your boyfriend. I mean, in the case of extreme stuff like abuse or something, maybe the therapist would say that. But other than that, a therapist is going to say, what do you want? And let's talk about that. And let's explore that a little bit further, right? So we come to something like this, which is, you know, a vaccine, which as we're finding out, I mean, it could come to an issue of life or death in some extreme cases. Um, there, are, there are certainly consequences, not just for the client, but for people uh, in the client's life. And yeah, the stakes are pretty high with this one. Um, but again, I would agree with, with Chris that it's really not our job to just come straight out with, uh, you know, yeah. to be like 
to really to be like other people in their life and tell them, no, don't get the vaccine. Yes, do get the vaccine. I mean, there's there's more to our job than that. We're trying to help them to 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 think critically about things instead of to just tell them what to think, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's also on top of all that, not our place because we're not medical professionals. Hmm. If we're talking vaccines, we're talking chemicals, chemicals and compounds and how is it made and tested and researched and uh, and we're not experts in that. We don't know. Uh, and we definitely can't cross that barrier into providing medical advice. It would be like us overstepping and saying, I think you should be taking this antibiotic because it sounds like, like that's not our yeah. domain. Um, so yeah. it's, it's really, really not our place. It's yeah. I, I, I mainly agree with you, but I do feel that if, if someone does, ask us our perspective. Like we do have perspectives on things, right? And I think we have to practice a certain level of authenticity and being genuine in those moments and respecting the process. So not saying do this or do that, but you can say, well, if you want my perspective, um, you know, I've, I've gathered my information or I've talked to this person and, and you kind of can quickly, maybe concisely come to um, that conclusion, right? So you're trying to empower them to go through that process themselves. Um, I, I feel that oddly enough, my vaccine hesitant clients haven't actually really asked me my perspective. That's yeah. I have three and uh, none of them have actually have asked. Maybe they assume I've made assumptions about where I stand on it, but I do feel as, as therapists or counselors, we are kind of advocates for science, right. Um, or the scientific method or, mm-hmm. uh, even though we're not specialists in that. So I totally agree with that, but um we cannot provide medical advice when it comes down to it so but i agree that we can you know um like reinforce ways to think critically or ways to do research or evaluate sources yeah. uh, how to look at both sides uh, yeah. help with that investigation process for them to make their own decision i think we're more than qualified to do that and that's absolutely in our wheelhouse yeah but to give them medical reasons or or try to explain it in depth and yeah yeah. that's not our place yeah you know in um we have a very common approach in psychology which you've heard a lot about if you listen to these podcasts called cognitive behavioral therapy and then there we talk about cognitive distortions and joanna and one of her topics was actually she asked us to talk about the common cognitive distortions one common one main one is actually emotional reasoning Mm -hmm. so with that one uh, based on how you feel that impacts your interpretation of your reality and i find that there's a lot of emotional reasoning happening out there with our clients so even in the face of some pretty you know strong empirical evidence or perspectives from people actually do know their stuff the biologists or the doctors out there um, they still are hesitant because they're experiencing the fear, right? Yes. So they got, they're like, I don't think, I don't feel it's safe or I don't, you hear, um, I'm hearing that a lot. And so their feelings are taking precedence over the, the, um, the, the facts, I guess, or the data or, or the evidence, right? Mm-hmm. Episode 46, the distorted thinking. That was Joe's topic all about these, uh, these cognitive distortions, right? Yeah. 
Good. Yeah. So again, the fear I think is guiding people's interpretation. And, and so there might be a little window there to explore that a bit um, in more of a general sense too, is trying to help people build awareness of that and, and how feelings can impact their, their perspectives or perceptions, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think in a counseling room, as well as uh, in personal lives, we want to approach other people with curiosity and an open mind and yeah. to understand where they're coming from and um yeah without judgment in the counseling room itself and hopefully in your personal life but i think in the counseling room it helps more if the client should ask or inquire i'm open to let them know that i'm fully vaxxed but it's i think a a positive thing for somebody who might not be vaccinated because you can have a discussion between the two about a vaccination if you need to without it turning into finger pointing, blaming, guilting, shaming, it can be a yeah. positive conversation. Mm -hmm. um, one of curiosity and support on both sides without anybody getting mad at anybody. Mm -hmm. And that in itself can be recorrective, right? It's true. How do you do that, Brooke? You as Canadians have a special knack for having a nice disagreement where no one gets angry with each other. So tell me, let us Americans know, how can you have that conversation without it ending in fisticuffs? Well, I believe, yeah, it's definitely a lot of curiosity uh, and clarify, clarifying and uh, paraphrasing and really trying to understand where the other person is coming from um, mm -hmm. on both sides. Yeah. With, uh, so it's not saying that your relationship is dependent on that choice um that choice is yours and you're just curious about it so this is a very poor comparison but if we were to all go out to eat and i'm allergic to tomatoes and ryan has tomato soup and i ask him how is your tomato soup what are the flavors like do you enjoy it we're going to have different experiences but there's nobody's wrong there's no negative feelings there's no judgment or anything like that right like it's yeah yeah i think it's ideal to go into a conversation like that without the goal of convincing the other person or proving themselves. uh because if you go in with the expectation you're just going to hear each other and kind of by you learning about the other side it's just like with any conversation you're you're the goal is to learn and to understand and to and yeah and you could yeah. be like can agree to disagree or we okay you're this way like you feel this way and i feel this way now we learn more about each other versus that no you gotta agree with me or um, understanding doesn't equate agreeing i guess I here's that's a great point yeah convince it your goal is not to convince i think that's great here's here's a problem though with this and, and I, I totally get it i and i i agree with you 100 percent. here's what happens though at least here in the states is what 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 you've described as sort of an innocuous kind of a discussion becomes very, very charged, very highly charged, right? Like, like the tomato soup analogy, which I think is, is great. Um, you know, here we're going to say, yeah, if you, you'll say, Hey, Oh, you ordered tomato soup. And I'll say, yeah, I did. And you'll say, well, why did you order it? Well, because I really like to hear what the flavors are. And then in the, but in the United States, we're going to take that and go, Oh yeah. Well, your tomato soup could kill me. Right. <laughs> so 
That's, I mean, that's, that's the, it the level might, of It us. might actually kill me, right? But like, if it was, that's a lot of tomato. But. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the point is, is, is like with the vaccine thing, it, it turns, yeah. it escalates really highly and, and the polarization becomes really broad because it's, if you're not vaccinated, then you don't care about me or my family or my mm. kids. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, you know, you're a threat to me and yeah. you don't care about me. I mean, it just, it's that broad that quickly. Right. Yeah. And that's and what's that, happening here too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the benefit of, uh, discuss, discussing this in the counseling office is because it, it can be very different, right? You can take the emotion out of it or and create some dialogue there if you want to, but where someone doesn't necessarily feel judged for their views on it. And maybe there might be a little more openness to seeing the other person's take on it um, when they're outside of the counseling office, you know? Sure. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Which is, yeah. So, Ryan, with it being so highly charged, and like I said, that's that's definitely happening here too, um, especially when vaccine passports, uh, mm. the news of that coming out, when that was dropped, there was a lot of emotion on both sides of the table of whether or not that's right or wrong in vaccines and people having the right to choose or not. And um, there was a lot of emotion going on. So, but I think that's, why Chris is even bringing this up as a topic, right? Is just because that highly charged conversation is happening so often. Like, how can we reground ourselves? How can we open our minds and our hearts to each other? Sure. And it's hard when it's so fear-based, when there's like, when you feel there's a deep threat towards you or your loved ones, then you're on the attack and it's hard to disengage that. Absolutely. Yeah. So therapeutically speaking, again, um, do you ever try within your sessions to to ask those open-ended questions to help them understand or maybe see things a little differently or or, or do you just are there to validate and, and to listen? Like, I, a big yeah. part of my, you know, I, I'm sure we have some, all have some degree of this, but a big part of what I'm hoping for with people is to, is to gain awareness of not just what they believe, but why they believe it, you know, or to, not just what they do, but why they do it, not just what they think, but why they think it like, or, or, and their feelings as well. Like, let's, let's take a look at that. Okay. So you have a real strong uh, pro vac, maybe even pro vaccination. I'm so very strong. I, I really need everyone in the world to get vaccinated. Okay. Well, let's talk about why that is, you know, what's that, where's that coming from? What's that about? Um, or the opposite. I really am anti-vaccination. Yeah. Let's just be, I believe that there's strength and there's power and empowerment in knowing not just what you believe, but why you believe it. And, uh, and I think those are valuable questions in any therapy session about really any topic, because, um, the more, you know, yourself, I think the more control you have, the more, uh, empowered you feel. So I'm, I kind of skewed to that. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone comes in and says they, they're really anti we're okay. Why? Well, because my family said so. Okay. Well, tell me why your family, um, you know, so, so do you, do you always do what your family says for you to do? Or is that something that you, you know, why is that so important for you? And this just kind of leads down a road of, of kind of exploring where their beliefs come from and why they, have the beliefs they do. And then I think that can 
empower them again to decide whether they want to continue down that path or maybe they realize, hey, you know what? I've been living my whole life according to what my friends and family think. I think I'd like to think for myself for now or uh, I'd like to choose something different this time. Yeah. Great. For sure. Yeah, I think for, you know, I have some clients who are, not, you know, back, or, yeah, who are not vaccinated and it might come up briefly, but it's not really a focus. I, I think I try to be careful of, like, I might hear them out and kind of, yes, space for just why we believe something, but I'd want to be careful about, um, my agenda. Oh, am I frozen? You were Before? a second there. Okay. I just want to be careful for my agenda because I don't want to, if I do inquire, why am I doing so? Is it for their benefit? Is it, do I, am I going to try to convince them of something? And I just don't feel like that's the space to do it if they're not, not there, especially for that. So, but yeah. I like what you said, Ryan, about it's good to understand why we believe things and think things. And if you can present that in a way that doesn't make the client be like, Oh, great. They're now trying to make me, they're trying to convince me of something like you just got to be careful that way too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like everybody else. Yeah. They're trying to convince me because yeah. yeah. So we don't, yeah, I haven't gone too much into it. I've heard about and kind of explored a little bit, but it's, it's not for a, yeah. I've been very careful in terms of trying to be like, well, have you thought? Yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky one. I don't, I can't say confidently that I've, I know what to do in some situations, even personally. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It is really tough. I think as therapists, um, we do have to keep this in mind right now though, because totally. for those who are strongly, strongly pro-vax and are, you know, there's that feeling of anger and resentment towards people who are not vaccinated that can definitely be um, contributing to their stress levels mm -hmm. and amplifying other things in their life. Yeah. Um, it's a, a huge, it could be a significant contributing factor, right? And same with persons who are not vaccinated. What is that stress of uh, like a push and pull between, let's say, their families also got vaccinated, so they're supporting one another, but it's probably a, a somewhat tense environment in there because it, I'm sure it's very emotionally charged. But then with friends or colleagues or teachers or peers or whoever, they're probably getting a bunch of kickback. So now they're dislodged in what they can do in life. And that's going to be fueling huge emotion, which is going to then be coloring or layering how they're experiencing the world right now. Mm -hmm. So while it might not be our place to, you know, go into why you should be vaccinated or not, that's, but to understand how that choice right now is impacting them, I think is important to yeah. keep in mind. I agree. And I, that, yeah, that does occur for sure. Yeah. So I definitely like, there's uh, some clients I work with in like the school system and or a friend that's a nurse or, you know, so it's, I think it's, it's another point of curiosity or an area to reflect of just like, is this fueling something for you right now? Like, how are you doing with the emotional culture of what's happening? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, um, such a, an interesting uh, time that we're living in, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. Um, 
you know, for someone who's extremely pro-vaccination, they see someone who's not getting the vaccination as prolonging this whole process and creating harm to their loved ones. And, and it's, you know, it, we're so, you know, the interconnectedness of everyone. So like, yeah, again, the fear takes over, right? Mm -hmm. And can dominate their minds and yeah. impact their, their ability to engage in life. So exactly. So, so many different levels to this, right? The persons who feel like pariahs, what if that person has a trauma history of being um, bullied or maybe they came from a family that went without and um, and they were pushed aside or excluded or isolated for different reasons or and now they feel like a pariah again and like just feeding is how they feel about their decision or the messages they're getting about their decision from the world is that then fueling other negative self-beliefs that they're carrying with them and how is that then going to color or texture their life yeah Lee. for sure so i think for the therapists out there listening to our podcast tread very carefully one of my yeah. uh clients here is um vaccine hesitant he had uh not coming appointment with his doctor he was dreading it because he's like i know what she's gonna say she's gonna judge me for not getting it and um and it actually turned into a heated conversation between him and his physician I think uh, his reaction didn't quite fit the situation, a buildup of, of emotion. And, and I think she mentioned something wasn't quite related and then, you know, opened up the floodgates a bit there. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of clients are hoping to come to a, a therapy office and, and, and not feel judged and maybe not, not get sucked into an argument or just a heated discussion in terms of, of uh, vaccinations, right? also important for us as therapists to be cognizant that this conversation is happening everywhere like this is people are talking about this a lot and there's probably fatigue around the topic so if a client is bringing it up or if it comes up if I'm going to ask questions about curiosity even if that is where is you know uh, is this fear-based or the belief system even if it doesn't stay necessarily on vaccines but if we do some history work um, I typically actually ask first, like, is it okay if I ask a few questions? Would it be all right if we talk about this? Or did you want to not go there today? Like up to you. What would you like to do? This is your hour. It's your session. Yeah. And I let them pick because some clients do really want to have a place to be like, this is really impacting me and I need to talk about it. And other clients don't want to because they're talking about it all the time. Yeah. True. So what about our personal lives then? switch tactics a bit i think my my perspectives overall are consistent but of course i'm not inclined or don't necessarily need to share those therapeutically unless it's i think beneficial for the client but i think uh, personally what's that oh, yeah, but i think personally though you know sometimes it's good good to have that dialogue that conversation and, and try to understand people's perspectives on things or try to validate that emotion i think that kind of continues on but may be more inclined to share my kind of my take on it or my understanding of it but being kind of open to other people's take as well like you know more back and forth type of scenario um that being said like the vast majority of people in my social network are vaccinated um so you're canadian man 
I mean, a lot of it's more, I think we're like 87% or something first, first or second vaccination, but so a lot of it's more of discussion about, you know, the issues and concerns of the pandemic and more of the, the concerns about those not being vaccinated. I think it's often the conversations that pop up. Sure. Yeah, I've actually, and the, the majority of people that I know are, are also vaccinated, but I've had a couple of conversations with some friends, some old friends actually over social media talking to me about, you know, hey, Ryan, you know, as a, I'm not a mental health or I'm not a, a medical professional, but I'm a, you know, a doctor, I guess. And they're like, hey, what, what are your thoughts on, uh, on the vaccination? People who haven't been vaccinated yet. This is over the last few months. And, and honestly, my, my response is sort of similar. It's, it's, it's not the same. I'm not in a therapeutic relationship with these folks, but I really do want to ask them more about, you know, well, what are your, where are you coming from on this? You know, what do you, what do you think? Um, if they, if they push me on it, then I'll tell them, of course. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've been vaccinated for a long time now. And, uh, if, and when a booster comes out, I'll, I'll be in line for that too. Um, and that's, but that's me, that's my belief in, in it's my choosing to believe in where the science is on that, but, uh, I'm not going to demand that everyone else, uh, believes exactly the same way that, uh, that I do. Um, I might not have you to my Super Bowl party if, uh, if you're not vaccinated, I don't know, but, uh, but I want to know where they're coming from and where that, where those beliefs are coming from. And. Um, and respect those, you know, because everyone, everyone has a story, you know, there's always a story behind it. Um, there's something, there's some reason why if someone has chosen not to, to be vaccinated, there's a reason for that. And I, I just want to be curious and open and listen to that and see where that's coming from. And, uh, you know, if there's something I can contribute to that, great. The last, I guess what I'm saying is the last thing I'm going to do is get into an argument. I think that's, if there's if there's a a nugget that I want to give to people about this entire talk here today, whether it's in therapy or with our friends, is once you get into an argument, just forget it. I mean, all you're doing is helping that person galvanize their belief. You're not really going to help. You're not. No one changes their mind because of an argument, uh, or very rarely does that ever happen. Um, if you find your your tempers are flaring and you're you're raising your voice and you're trying to to force someone to believe what you believe, you're really not gonna, you're very rarely going to get there uh, as a result of that. Yeah. Um, maybe you will, uh, through your empathy and through your curiosity and through showing that you care about them, maybe that will help uh, convey your point, but, uh, but an argument is really not gonna get there. True. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and honestly, anyone who's listened to this, who has ever been on this thing called the World Wide Web knows that point because if you look on any comment section of any blog or article ever, you'll see people arguing their points and no one is really changing their mind, right? It's just, all it does is just has people dig in more and, uh, and argue harder for their point. And that's just not the way to communicate really. And it's not the way to, to change anything in the world. I, I don't believe. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of uh, Vivek H. Murthy's book there, Together, right? You can, you can still have, you know, treat people with respect and compassion and create some dialogue and, 
and uh, maybe something good will come from it, right? You're allowed to have different differing perspectives on things, but it doesn't have to be the the focal point of every single conversation you have, or you know. Right. So, yeah, I think it's important to uh, you know friends are friends, and I I sure hope uh, this isn't derailing those those connections, but unfortunately, I think it is in a lot of circumstances, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, I think in in my personal life, I think there's someone I know who, you know, has made a choice not to get a vaccine or, yeah, it's just listening or understanding. I think I'm not there to convince anyone. I think I, I'm curious and, um, and we kind of talk about it, you know, talk about the uncomfortableness or if there's how to navigate a friendship or um, but we, you know, agreeing that there's no judgment uh, towards each other, or it's just, um, yeah, trying to understand and empathize. That's all because yeah. um, at the end of the day, it's like, I care for, you know, the people in my life, and I want to make sure that they still feel cared for, even if, you know, they're a choice they're making for themselves. So yeah. it's, um, and it's sometimes hard if I, you know, I have my own other thoughts, but at the end of the day, I know that, um, yeah, I just have to navigate that and just listen and be curious and yeah. be open to conversations if, if the other people are willing to have them and, and just hope that, you know, and just try to do my best to contribute to treating everyone with kindness and respect, because I feel like that's where with all the mask policy or vaccine policies, like there's just a like division that seems to be pretty strong right now. And, people at either extremes are just, it's just like not treating each other very kindly. Um, and not saying everyone on either side is, you know, throwing hate back and forth, but it's just, that's the part that's unfortunate. I just feel like people are not happy and that's the worst part of it all. I think Yeah. So hopefully we can navigate this as best we can and difference as best we can, but I don't know. Yeah. I like what you said there, Joe, about calling, you know, just talking about it saying, Hey, we have different, perspectives on that like how we're going to navigate this how does this change our how we interact like just instead of just keeping quiet because it's awkward you know having those uncomfortable conversations right yeah name it call it out right hey it looks like we're different on this one maybe that's that means hey we're, we go for walks maybe it's for a bit or or we'll do our best to to, to be safe or whatever it might be right and hopefully both parties have that willingness Right, because that's another, that's a separate piece to the vaccines, but then there's, okay, so I'm vaccinated, my friend's not, can we put aside our differences, but still compromise so we can see each other safely, mm -hmm. right, um, because then I think some of the anger and the resentment gets trickled down to, no, I'm not going to see you at all, maybe from the vaccinated person or the unvaccinated person says, well, no, I'm not going to wear a mask and I'm not going to keep six feet or, True. and so it's saying, what can we do to meet halfway? Yeah. It's a give and take there, right? Yeah. Because the relationship, the friendship means more than this, right? Yeah. Like let's probably not a best idea to like play patty cake in a phone booth. <laughs> Where are you going to find a phone booth? I don't know. I was just trying to think what is the like closest quarters that you could be with somebody enclosed dressing room and doing something friendly you know like patty cake in a phone booth 
It works. Yeah. Don't you play patty cake in a dressing room? Is that not done in Canada? We do that all the time here I in the States. You could. Do you have dressing rooms in Canada? I don't know. Like change room? Like when you go shopping? Yes. In a store? Yeah. But except for your friend would be able to go because they have to show him a vaccine passport that they wouldn't have, right? Oh, yeah. look Versus at that. A telephone booth would be outside. Anyways. That makes so much sense. So down at Bellingham at Target and trans and clothes all here is patty cake patty cake next That's door it. what is going on over there uh i got it brooke a porta potty how about that there you go <laughs> playing patty cake and a like roses <laughs> oh, man. oh it's beautiful that is great patty cake and a porta potty everybody well <laughs> probably more porta potties than phone booths but anywho yeah so uh trying to be both sides be open to say let's find another activity that we can do safely together and and hopefully that care for each other comes through saying yeah let's go for a walk do you mind if we stay six feet apart we're outside or if that's inside or or if you're comfortable do you i would prefer that we wear masks and for the other person to say okay that's fine with me yeah. as long as we get to see each other in person yeah, sure. Safer outside to get some takeout, go have a picnic somewhere. Or... Yeah. So many, so many different options, right? So many options to make it work. But also just not that I'm plugging um, devices here, but just that, you know, continuing that dialogue, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Sure. Go uh, find an outhouse. Here we go. Yes. I'll meet you guys at the outhouse at the border. We'll hang out, play some patty cake, have some takeout. That's really disgusting. <laughs> uh, good topic, Chris. This is challenging. This is such a divisive topic these days. But I uh, I applaud your boldness for bringing it into the Mental Health Bootcamp podcast. Very nicely done. Well done. Well done. Okay, so let's wrap it up for tonight. Uh, we made our plugs before, so come to our boot camp, buy some books, and like speaking of books, buy some books. Oh, speaking what of books, it? yeah, Brooke. Uh, what is our book? We're going to do a book club in one, two, three weeks. This two is weeks. your brain on food. Food. Yep. This is your brain on food. We're reading that in three weeks. Uh, so grab that book and then we'll have our book club, right? Exactly. Okay. So like and subscribe on Apple, Google, Podbean, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, or YouTube. Please send your questions, all of your questions to info at mentalhealthbootcamp.com. Visit us on Facebook or Instagram. Tell a friend or two, vaccinated or not, Please. And uh, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Come again. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. 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 Bye.